Hello and welcome to the first episode of A Chat With Pat for Season 2. On this episode, I welcome David Neath. David Neath hails from New Zealand and he's the mental performance coach for many athletes around the world, including New Zealand's own UFC middleweight champion, Israel Adesanya. This was an absolutely wonderful conversation where David talks about much more things and um, working with athletes, but um, some deeper philosophies, including wealth, um, getting the best out of yourself, living in a great and wealthy, true, wealthy, successful and happy life. Amongst all this, I really want to thank David for his time and his effort for jumping on board for this episode of the podcast. I'm so honored to open this season with him. On, the another, on another note, please feel free to subscribe, like, share the podcast on Instagram stories, give us a like on Facebook, DM myself or Michael, give us some feedback, do whatever you like just to make this the best we possibly can. I really hope you enjoy this episode and the upcoming season. Love you all, guys. You! David Neath, welcome to A Chat With Pat podcast. It is honour to have you on here, mate. How are you going? Hey, thanks for having me, mate. I really appreciate it. <laughs> yes. Now, for the guests and the people that are listening, just for a bit of background about yourself, mate, just quickly, what you do and where you've come from, really, in a nutshell, because it's an amazing story. Yeah, okay. Well, um, I've been a mental performance coach now for uh, coming... It's 26 years now, mate. Wow. Um, 26 years in the industry. Uh, but where I came from, I'm I'm a uh, I'm a I think I'm a what you might call a very successful failure, in the sense that at school, mate, I, I couldn't wait to get the hell out. I hated it. Um, I'm also dyslexic, but back in those days, we they didn't. Ha- I don't think they had a name for it. Um, I was just called a fucking dumb. You know what I mean? So I left school with no qualifications, and I got an apprenticeship as a printer. The old man pulled some strings to get me a job. Uh, and so I'm I'm actually a qualified web offset printer. I fucking hated that job, <laughs> mate. In fact, I only went there to to get money to pay for my food because I was right into my powerlifting, mm. uh, my strongman. Uh, so my dream at that point, so what I, I would have been 16, 17. Uh, but all I was obsessed about, I was playing rugby and, and in the weight room, but I, I started getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. And so I went to work just to eat my meals, really. Yeah. And uh, through that process uh, as a printer, uh, as, as I said, I, I fucking hated that job. Yeah. Um, and I didn't, I had no idea what the hell I wanted to do. So it was going into the, the gym and going and competing. So I competed uh, 1990. Uh, I came to, a, and this is something that I'm really mm. kind of proud of, um, was that I competed at New Zealand's strongest. I mean, I was the only competitor who was uh, on the drug testing program. Yeah. And what I found was I, I wasn't prepared to go and put something in my ass, um, but I had to find an edge. Yeah. That's when I went and started researching what the Russians were doing. <laughs> Ironically, you know. <laughs> Very ironic. <laughs> but, um, but, Interesting enough, mate, they were doing a lot of work on hypnosis. Mm. So I went and studied uh, and researched into hypnosis and called neuro-linguistic programming, yep. which I think uh, most people have probably heard about it today. Yeah. But back then it was pretty new. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I went and studied that and I did a number of other courses. I read a shitload of books. Uh, in fact, I think I've nailed over 800 books in my years, Muddy. Yeah. Um, I became obsessed with the mind. And as I got uh, into the Strongman, I realized more and more I also found my calling in life. Yeah. And I thoroughly enjoy helping people achieve what they want, especially mm. athletes. Yeah, yeah. And so the business was born, mate. And so I'm sitting in my, in my house uh, that I'm, I still live in today mm. with a couple of mates and I'm saying this is going to be my vision. 
And I was going, how the fuck do I do this? I mean, where am I going to work from? And the boys went, mate, look at your garage. And I said, what? It's full of shit. So my, <laughs> mates, my mates came in and helped me. And I've operated out of this garage for the last 26 years, mate. Yeah, wow. wow. So I've worked from home. I just love it, mate. Oh, how, how, how different is the mental coaching side of things from when you started to now? How far has it progressed with athletes? Um, I don't, yeah, it's interesting. You know, the fundamentals haven't changed as far as I'm concerned. Really? I, think, I think for me, um, I, I think initially I was seeking the knowledge and understanding mm. on how to do it. But I think over time, and I, I'd hate to think how many clinical hours I've done, a yeah. shitload, tens of thousands of hours. But I think what it is that you develop a deep understanding in the craft of coaching. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, you know, there's a there's an intuitive wisdom that you that you create over a period of time. Yeah, I completely from, agree. From doing it day in and day out. If there's anything in like the, the topics that you've discussed, and only a short five ten minutes, I was discussed with you that if if you really truly do love and are interested in something and you mix that with a work ethic and a belief, you can get yeah. further than anything you've ever oh, imagined. Mate, you know, what was interesting, and, and I know, you know, we all have our, what we want to create in our life. And I think the important thing for me is I love what I do, but I don't want it to be what defines me. You know, yeah. it's part of my life, you know. Yeah. Um, and I, as a printer, mate, I was on $7 an hour. I remember, I mean, my wife and I, you, you can imagine, my wife was pregnant. We had no money. I had this vision to do this business. Um, and I remember when I finally left the job and started this, I only had a handful of clients. And I still to this day remember one specific moment where uh, we had to go into my daughter's piggyback. My daughter's now 23, 24, yeah. good grief. Uh, 20, 20, yeah 24 yeah. she's 24 I had to go in her piggyback to get money to pay for her formula because we were struggling wow uh, and, 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 and through years of hard work and you must have and this is something that athletes have to have yeah. business owners and people have to have you must have a tenacious yeah. resolve yeah. I was fucking absolutely not going back to a job mate mm. you know what i mean and yeah. this was my vision this was what i was destined to do yeah uh and now mate it, it, it it's stupid money it is yeah it is you know what I, mean? I, I love it man yeah it's amazing it's especially about the money you know? yeah exactly yeah it just an but i bonus. have a lifestyle mate you yeah. know what i mean yeah i have an incredible life i go and travel around the world and I get to stay in beautiful places. I get, you know, it's just awesome, mate. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's funny that, um, I don't know if you may or may not have seen it, how people, how quote unquote normal people sometimes put these athletes and these professionals and these corporate people on that pedestal. When really, if you have that tenacity, you can, yeah. you're, you, they're just the same. They're yeah. blood and bone. And it's just, a, it, Oh, absolutely. You know, there's something that's, you know, when you just said put people on a pedestal, that's yeah. a real poignant. Yeah. A really, really poignant thing. One of the things that I talk about is, you know, when you put people on a pedestal, you give your power away. Yeah. Pedestal is probably my grandma. Yeah. And that's about it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so you never, you never saw anyone higher. You just had that tenacity. You well, knew what you wanted. I, I think it's important, especially as a coach, that mm. if you, you can appreciate, I, I work with some of the top, high-profile athletes in New Zealand and around the world. Uh, and you can imagine in Israel Adesanya, everyone mm. else is going, oh, my God. If I was to give my power away and put them on a pedestal, yeah. I could not be effective as a coach. No. So yeah. it, it is very important. Like, I respect everyone. And I, I, what I teach is this. You respect everyone, from the beggar in the street to the queen. Yeah. But don't you dare put anyone on a pedestal yeah. because you give your power away. Yeah. Now, I think it's important for, obviously, kids to have their idols because we want, and ideally with those idols, we want 
to model that behaviour moves. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't want you giving your power away as an adult. Yes. Yes. Exactly right. Exactly right. Now, when you work with these athletes, um, is the assessment and the process the same, or is it? Oh, I could imagine probably different for each athlete that brings to the table, David. And one thing I really detest is cut and paste coaching. Yeah. Now, for me, uh, look, I, I'm probably a prime example of a guy who breaks all the rules. Um, I, my process is very intuitive. You know, for instance, part of the protocol, I'll have a parent phone me, for instance, and say to me, listen, do you mind if I have a word to you before my son comes in? You know, after I've met your son, but I don't want you polluting my, my intuition and my perception. I want to assess them with no information so that I can make an, an accurate parents of you know, and that's and that applies to anyone. So I don't want too much information. I just want you to come and sit down and have a conversation with a friend. We have a yeah. conversation and I pick up little markers, mate. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I'll give you an example. When, when you get to a point of intuition, I had a, uh, I won't mention names because it's just not <laughs> a professional, but I had a, a top performing athlete here in New Zealand who was working with someone else. And uh, for some reason, he said, look, I, I'd just be interested in sitting down and having a chat with you. Mm. And so he comes and sits down. And afterwards, we had an hour. And afterwards, he goes, fuck me, Dave. I don't know. I'm, I'm pissed off. And I went, well, what do you mean, mate? He goes, I've had two years with some other fucker. And what I got out of one hour with you is just freaking unbelievable. Yeah. And I love that shit, man. Yeah. I, love, I love getting into that and helping people realize what they're capable of doing. Yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's, it's made, we, we, we are, and it's hard because the only limitations within ourselves, I believe, in anything yeah, that yeah. we go. And, um, and that's all it really is. You can, you can go out and get whatever you want and, and, yeah. and if you really set your mind to it and with the right people around you, and it, it, sometimes it takes life experience to know that, you know. Yeah, I think, I think, you know, some things take time, mm. you know. Where, and I think to a certain point with a lot of kids, they want it now. Yeah. I, I think, you know, hey, you've got to earn that right. Yeah, their lens you are know? so small too. Like yeah. they, they see the world in such a... Um, yeah, little, and, little and we're small. in a fast-consumer environment. Yes. I want it now. I can get it now. You know, yes. and that's not the case. You know, anything that's ever sort of achieved takes a lot of effort, and yeah. that's just the bottom line. Yeah. Now, there's no get rich quick scheme here, buddy. No. You know, no. um, and any athlete of any level of significance will tell you that. Yeah. Um, but what it is interesting is a foundation, though, and what I teach with a lot of the school kids. So, mm. you know, a lot of kids have their self imposed limitations based on their belief systems yeah and and i go in there and i'll say look kids i'm going to tell you something and i'll be blunt and honest with you because if you haven't got this you are not going to succeed in life Mm. so what do you think that thing is and everyone goes oh attitude belief you know motivation whatever and i'll go you know what it is it's a hundred trillion cells what are we all made up of? A hundred trillion cells. You've got everything you need right now to go and achieve whatever you want. And that then is backed up. Then give yourself permission to pursue it. Give yourself permission to have it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then work around making it a reality. But that word permission, mate, is so beautiful. And so powerful. Yeah. That, I have that. athletes that have struggled. I'm going, hey, here's the affirmation. I give myself permission to win. Mm-hmm. And they sit there and they're just like, oh, my God, I want to give myself permission to win. Mm-hmm. And their performance starts to change. Yeah, it's amazing. One of the big quotes you said in that podcast was um, give yourself permission to be world class. So I must have that yeah. mindset that you are yeah. there already. Yeah. And what would you do yeah. then? That really yeah. resonated with myself. And, and I think what it does is that it, it just helps. When, when you think about that, what it does is that it really helps to employ that 1% rule, you know, where they start paying a little bit more attention to the behaviours that, that contribute to that performance. Yeah. You know, they pay more attention to what they're eating, what they're sleeping, yeah. who they hang out with, how they behave, what mm. they're thinking. You know, it's all these little things 
that seem insignificant, but over a period of time can make a massive difference. Yeah. You know, we talked about the fast consumable world. One of the things that I do with a lot of individuals say, listen, what would you rather have? $5 million in cash yeah. right now or a dollar that doubles every day for 30 days? Yeah. Because day 12, you'd rather have the 5 mil. Yeah. Day 20, you probably still want the 5 mil. But after that, it starts taking off. Oh. And I think it's something like 100 like, Yeah, I've heard this thing. dollars yeah. or something yeah. ridiculous, you know? But I think people use that, um, don't use that notion somewhat enough in their own life with their own wealth. Like yeah. we get so drawn to just say, you know, I'm going to get a hundred thousand dollars salary, but then, you know, with all these work demands, but then how much of everything else are you going to be losing wealth on? You know, is that yeah. true wealth? Is wealth quantified by a dollar or is it quantified by an overall yeah. standard of lifestyle? Mate, you nailed it because, yeah. you know, what is wealth? Yeah. I mean, what we focus on is money, mm. you know, and, and, and like so many people, I, I think, look, the reality is, yeah, money is just energy. Yeah. And I want to be able to create lots of energy. Mm. Yeah. But wealth by definition, for me, when I set up my business, mate, I only see 16 clients a week because I want work-life balance. I also want to commit to doing quality work. Yeah. Now I do it. So when you think about the average person, that's yeah, a two-day week. That's two. I, mean, yeah. I have been doing a four-day working week for twenty-six years. Now everyone's starting to talk about the efficiency of a four-day yeah, working yeah, week. Yeah. Well, I was doing that quarter of a century ago, mm. and this is about life by design, not life by default. Yeah. Now yeah. I had to work my yeah. ass off to create it, but I've done it. Yeah. Yeah, and how much more productive do you think you've been in things and better? Well, I think I have a certain responsibility mm. because I'm certainly not cheap to see. And yeah. it, people yeah. expect me at, at 100% and nothing short of that. I expect that of myself. I have very high expectations. I pride myself on getting results. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Now, I'm not afraid to tell someone to fuck off if they haven't got the right yeah. attitude. You know, first and foremost... That was going to be my next question, yeah. Yeah, mate, I, I do not... Your, most of my clients, if you were to interview them, they'd probably say a couple of key things. And one of them is, uh, Dave won't pull any punches. Mm. You know, I, 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 will have, I will have blunt conversations with you. I will get to the nitty-gritty, but I'll do it in a way that it empowers you, not disempower you. Yeah. And that in itself is an art. That's a craft, mate. Yeah. You know, a lot. I have to sort of get you to be comfortable with your vulnerabilities. Mm, to breaking down the ego. Yeah, mate. Yeah. Absolutely. And then from there, create something yeah. even better, which ironically is called the 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 Ubermensch. Yeah. Now Nietzsche talked about this. He talked about the Superman or the Ubermensch. Yeah. And that is the for me, what that is, is the very best version of you. Mm. That's yeah. what I want to create with someone. The mm. very best version of you. Because everyone's different. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. So my belief system is this. Out of respect for the men and women that gave their lives for our freedom, Every single one of us has a responsibility to be the best we can be and all we can be. Now, if everyone had that attitude, mate, wouldn't this world be a better no. place? Amazing. Yeah? Yeah. And so my athletes, I pride myself. I don't advertise. I have a very simple website, but I truly believe this. My business has grown from one thing, and that's referrals based on results. Yeah. Reputation. You get results, people talk. Yes, exactly right. Exactly, I, I couldn't agree anymore. And you know that fact that the thing you touched on is that you know be that best that you can be. Seek, do yeah. you only owe it to yourself? And I think yeah. I could be wrong. It's my perspective, but it's it's just um, disengaged sometimes. Now it almost seems like this this facet where people would almost like cool to not try and not do those things and cruise yeah. through life. But I. I've always been firm and people close to me have think, 
I want to be the best that I can be. Why not start a podcast and roll the dice? Why not move to, yeah. you know? And be prepared to fuck up and fail. Exactly, yes. I mean, we're so risk averse today. We're so fucking PC sometimes. Mm. We are so uh, worried about what others think. Yeah. And, you know, yet at the same time, though, there are some amazing entrepreneurs, athletes out there that are taking those risks and are creating incredible levels of performance and mm. becoming overnight successes in business through their own hard bloody work. Yeah. But I think there's very few of them. Yeah. It's the old 95, 5% rule. 95% of the population will seek security. Yeah. The other 5% will seek freedom. We love comfort. We love contentment. Well, yeah. we, are, we are basically fundamentally uh, sort of designed for that. We are, yeah, yeah. You know, we are designed to, for survival, mm. in essence. Yes. Well, fuck survival. You've got a certain time on this bloody planet, mate, I want to party and I want to be the best yeah. version of me. Yeah, and and contrary to that, like thrive, don't just survive, like thrive. Like, yeah, yeah, fuck survival. What, <laughs> where, how is that? I mean, how many people right now, mm. if we would have had say 20,000 viewers and we said, how many of you, if you could do anything in life right now and achieve anything, how many would you think would leave their fucking job? Yeah. Every one of them. And, and pursue something that they've always dreamt about. Yeah. But, you know, here's the old thing. If you truly want to walk on water, first you've got to step out of the boat. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, exactly. And, Hey, listen, do you want me to turn my lights on? Because it looks like I'm in the <laughs> just, just floating ahead. That's all right. That's all right. It gets a bit more intimate as we talk deeper. I don't mind it. <laughs> I just don't it. want to scare the kids. I'm ugly as it is, mate. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah so, yeah, right. like I said, you, you've got to be prepared to back yourself, mate. Yeah, exactly right. How many of these, uh, I mean, if we go back to... I guess the way you do things and the athletes you've, you've worked with. I mean, I touched on, we touched on NLP before. I mean, yep. um, you also utilize hypnosis as well. And that's a bit of um, stigmatized or seen a bit different in other light. Um, how, um, how is that well, a key part? Yeah. And how, how's that seen a bit misunderstood as well? Cause we all think about these shows, these hypnosis comedy shows and that fooled us, but we really don't know the true craft of it. Yeah, well, it's an interesting, mate. Look, I, look, I'm very selective with the hypnosis, and and I'll tell you what, uh, the key thing is I do not want to do fucking weight loss and stop smoking, yeah. right? So uh, th right off the bat, I'm very uh, focused. Now, how I use hypnosis is more and help. I'm just going to turn. I've got the lights. You watch this. This is the power of the mind, mate. I'm just going <laughs> to. <laughs> it's hypnosis <laughs> oh, the lights were always on yes <laughs> um, so how i use hypnosis and it's not like i use it all the time i use it as a tool to help facilitate visualization mm. uh, and what it does is that i actually teach my athletes to get into a slightly altered state uh we throw in there a thing called perceptional positioning yeah. So they can see it through their own eyes and they can watch themselves in the event. And what I've found is most athletes, when you say, do you visualize, they have what I call a flash, right? So they'll, 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 they'll either be position one or position two, and it'll be a short flash. Whereas I teach my athletes how to facilitate the whole movie. Mm. Now, what we know about the subconscious mind is that the subconscious mind has no idea of reality or time. So when you actively visualize and with the perceptional positioning, you can actually connect some emotion to it. You start affecting the neurology. And think about this. There was a study done where they had three groups. One group that was eating pizza. That was my group. There was another group that was visualizing the three throw and another group that was practicing the three throw. So you can imagine now, which of those three groups was the worst performing? Oh, probably the, the, the one who's practicing. 
No, the oh, ones the third, that were the first pizza. one, yeah, it's pizza, sorry, I didn't understand. It was my group, right? Yeah. People got fat. Now, what was interesting, the number one performing group was the group that practiced. Mm. However, the difference between the visualization group and the practice group was minuscule. So think about this. In order for you to go out and practice a three throw takes a lot of physical ability, doesn't it? Yeah. And we have limitations to what we can do physically. But imagine when you can work efficiently and effectively with the mind. Mm. You can get hours and hours. It takes around about 10,000 hours to be competent in a movement. Mm. Now, when you see these guys on TV, for instance... These guys have done a million hours of practice, haven't they? Yeah, they've done mm. millions of hours. And they just make it look damn simple. Yeah. Right? And what I can do is I can help facilitate the acceleration of the learning of that to improve mm. the neurology, which is then affects the cellular makeup. And mm. you get to a point with an athlete they have unconscious competence. Yeah. So they're the guys that just put up the damn shot and they know it's in and you're going, how the fuck did they do that? Because they're at a high level of consciousness. Mm. It almost reminds me of, um, have you seen that Mike Tyson video when he talks about walking out to the ring? Yeah. It's almost like that visualization where he's been there before. He's walked out. He's already, he's he's seen the whole thing. He's he's, he's pre- rehearse the whole thing mm. and that's what i do currently here in new zealand we've got one of my boys got a big fight tomorrow junior far oh yeah he's a boxer, boxer. yep heavyweight i think yeah i've been yep. working with junior for about five years yeah now this is our biggest fight yet and this mm. is this is crucial and uh I, I you know we've been doing a lot of work on the visualization we've done a, a lot of other bits and pieces as well and i won't go into great depth yeah secret stuff so <laughs> um, but what I really enjoy is the unsolicited feedback from family and friends and coaches going what the fuck's going on he's, he's changed now that's what I like that's an indication that uh, he's getting an incredible sense of focus and purpose and identity mm. he's identifying now with being a world title holder yeah, not a boxer from South Auckland. There's a big fucking difference. Yeah, exactly you know I mean? right. Yeah, and that's when you start unleashing a belief in their brilliance, mm. where you get to a point of undoubtable belief in self. Oh. Now, obviously, another example of that is when we talk about getting into altered states. Mm. Uh, is Israel Adesanya? Yeah, yeah. Now that guy got to a point where he is in such a a, a focused state, mate. He can anticipate, he's like he's half a second ahead of anyone he's fighting. Mm. That's why he's got such incredible movement patterns. His defense, when was the last time he got hit? No. You know no. what I mean? No. And because he's, in, he's learned to get himself into a state. Yeah. Seriously, he is, he is half a second ahead of his competitors all mm. the time. Now, that might seem insignificant in time frame, but in a fight, that's massive. Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's almost unfair. Yeah. It just puts that shade onto, you know, it's almost like he is the style bender. You know, he is that, that uh, the guy who's going into the matrix. Correct. Now, here's the thing, mate, and I think this is something that I've been working on. Uh, like I said, when I talked about the Urbamich, mm. Nietzsche talked about the Superman. Yeah. And I've been working on this and experimenting with this for over fucking 20 years now on how do I get my clients into an alter ego? Yeah. Uh, I'll give you a prime example. Uh, I've had situations where I've had lifters, I've had boxers, I've had all sorts of different uh, sport, whether it's swimming, netball, whatever. And I've worked on alter ego and make the measurable difference and performance is unbelievable. Mm. Now, think about this. Let's just say you're a rugby player and I'm playing against you. Now, which would you rather tackle? Me at 130 Ks or a 10,000 kg raging bull? Mm. 
<laughs> for the bull. Yes. You're you're pretty strong though. You're barely said yeah, nah, yeah, well, I'm all, pretty strong. Uh, I'll tell I, you I, what. It's all seriousness. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd pick a, a human over a bull. Mate, can you imagine if in that moment that you change that that internal dialogue and feeling? So when I started working with Izzy, how did it came about his girlfriend at the time contacted me and said, look, Dave, he's just not in a good place. He, he'd come off two losses over in the, the one Asia fight set. And we came and sat down. And as I said to you, you know, I'm constantly observing and watching and, and listening to the language, blah, blah, blah. And we just started talking. Now, this might have been like two or three sessions in. And he started talking about style bender. Now, immediately when he started talking, there was an immediate change in physiology. Mm. And I thought, hey, there's, there's something that's interesting. And we started playing with it. And we got to a point where I want you to be stylebender now. What do you think and feel? And suddenly his whole physiology changed. Mm. Now he fucking took that and he amplified it and worked on it. And the stylebender was born. Yeah. And we he has never looked back from that, mate. Yeah. Like I said, Israel Adesanya is a human being. Stylebender is unlimited with his ability. Yeah. Which of the two would you rather fight? Yeah. You know, no. so there's some real power in this, mate. No. And I've, I've had it with weightlifters. I've had a young lady working with me who struggled to make the New Zealand Commonwealth team. We started working on that for her. Uh and she used other images. Mm. Well, mate, she said, oh, she made the, she, uh, well, she came bronze medal. Yeah. Wow. And she was struggling to make the fucking team. <laughs> so, incredible. you know what I mean? Uh, amazing what we can do as human beings, yeah. mate. What about tools such as, you know, for the athlete, if we're talking for mental coaches, um, like prescribing things like um, meditation and oh, things like that. that and gratitude uh, journal, stuff like that. Yeah. What, where's your yeah. uh, idea on that? Um, look, you know, I, I think all these, no one can, can poo-poo any of that, yeah. seriously. You know, I, I simply prescribe and suggest on what is required for the individual. Yeah. Some people get something out of the gratitude journal. Others don't. Others prefer to read affirmations. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. As long as you believe in it and believe it's helping, mm. isn't that perfect? No. I mean, think about this. You think about all the medication that we have in the world today. Mm. What still outperforms most medication is the placebo. Yeah. If a person believes that it helps, then what right do I have to poo-poo it? Exactly. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I just want to amplify it and see how we can sharpen it up so that it's even more influential. Yeah. yeah that's I always respect their model of the world, mate. Yeah. You know, And I work with people that are uh, Muslim. I work with all sorts of religions. Mm. And I'm always up for, I'm, I'm not a religious person, but I can yeah. still connect with yeah. these guys. But it's funny and, how you say that. Yeah. It's funny how you say that, how far we can actually go just with, and you said those words, connection and understanding where we don't try to infiltrate their being, where it's like, you, you know, their values and their beliefs, you know, so much is no. sometimes pushed on too much for people. Well, look, I totally agree, mate. I want to enhance, I mean, you know, I work with a very amazing, well, probably a little controversial in some ways. But I work with a beautiful lady, Maria Tutai, who obviously you can appreciate. Her husband, Israel, has stirred up some bits and pieces. Mm. Um, and, but what I do know is that for her, faith was something very important for her. And so here I am. I'm up front. I'm an atheist. Mm. But the two of us could respect each other because she knew that I would never, I'd never put her in an uncomfortable position. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, again, another key to the art of coaching. Mm. Mm. It's, it's being able to be genuine with who you are, but done in a way that you don't uh, infringe on their values. Yes. It's, so, it's, 
it just get it gets lost in translation a lot. I think now yeah. in that field and even in day and age, with each people like it, it's that, and then where it creates that divide even more so, where we can't just come to a means where we could just yeah. ag- agree, or it would be good. Like I always say to my friends, sometimes we have these discussions where imagine a place where we could just sit down and disagree yeah. and agree to disagree and it'd be okay. Yeah. <laughs> be okay because deep down you're still a good bastard. Yeah. You know, you, just because I may not have different uh, ideas of faith, I'm still a caring human, human being. Mm. You know, I'm still someone that you can trust. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I think, you know, I think that's a really important component to coaching too, mate. Yeah. Uh, my clients know that they can trust me. Uh, I, I'm savvy to stories and things that, you know, uh, my wife is cracking up. She's going, God, Dave, you, you can get the press in and, and write all sorts of shit. Mm. And you know what? I'll be taking that all to the grave with me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, because what I love is the fact that they can trust me to be vulnerable yeah. Because they know that they need to acknowledge some of those things. Now, yeah. I, I want to make it clear: I'm not constantly in a counselling situation. Yeah. I'm a coach, right? Yeah. But there's vulnerabilities that you know we can look at in such a way that we can use it as a building block for improvement. Mm. Yeah. You know, people become more and more aware of things, and I think I have a way of communicating in a way that instead of it being scary, it's sort of interesting. Yeah. And when it's interesting, there's a different way you approach it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I and completely... Like, aren't human beings interesting? Oh, we're, and compelling. Like yeah. Once we're, we're compelled into something, we're just driven so much more yeah. to it. And... Well, you can imagine how you feel when you work with a client mm. and, and, and they're achieving, right? Yeah. So for me, I am on a constant high. You know, I get paid to work with some of the best clients all, all around the world mm. and having them succeed, mate, it, it's just, I think the true way to wealth mm. is to help others get what they want. Yes, 100%. I agree. I completely and agree. that's the buzz that I get. Yeah. Like yeah. I said, I have the best job in the world, mate. <laughs> I really, I, I love every minute of it. Yeah. No, that's a, that's amazing. That's a completely yeah. amazing, and I guess oh, it, that yeah, it's it's the and the thing is, it's been back in my mind during this conversation is that you don't have to be a world class athlete to unlock these things. You don't, yeah. you know. I just it gets grinds my gears, David. If you want to get me going, is that we we limit ourselves so much to yeah. how the lives that we think we should be living instead of the yeah. things that we're doing that we want to do deep down. Yeah. Yeah. I, mate, look, and I don't just work with athletes. I've got business owners and all yes, sorts. Yes, it's important you know to I mean? say. Yeah. And, it's, and it's brilliant, mate. Um, you know, people say to me, you know, you must get a real buzz out of, you know, Lydia Ko and Israel. And you can throw those yeah. big names around. You know, I have so many stories that are so important. I, one in, I mean, I've got thousands of stories, mate. But I remember one in, one in particular of a young lad. He would have been about 12 a very introverted, quiet kid. He was a swimmer and, um, you know, a little bit goofy, lacked a little bit of confidence, very submissive, you know. And so I started working with him and he had, we got him prepped and ready for nationals. Mm. And uh, this is the shit that really gives me a buzz. So I get a phone call from mum. So they're all in the fucking car. Well, I didn't know. They're all in the car. Mum phones me and goes, oh, my God, oh, my God, Dave, you won't believe it. And the, in this particular event, he had a, a three-second PB. Now, three seconds in the pool is significant, right? Mm. So I'm going, that's, that's awesome. And she goes, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. Because he, he wants to tell you. Um, in his favorite event, he had a 12-second PB. Wow to have his first win, 12-second PB. His coach went, what the fuck was going on? <laughs> Mate, can you imagine how what that did for that kid? Oh. And that kid now, ironically, is uh, in the national team here in New Zealand. Wow. And, oh, he, and he's thriving. And that's thriving, that word that we were talking about before, yeah, absolutely thriving. Yeah. Have yeah. you... And 
have you ever had to come to a point where, oh, I know not in a bad way. I mean, you love seeing people thrive where you've been like, mate, you're, you're, you're good now. You can, you can go. Yeah. Isn't that what I should be doing? Yes, exactly. If you have a client that's reliant on me, Mm. I haven't done my job. Now, having said that, I'm always there for them. Yeah. But ideally, I want to set you free. Yeah. 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 I mean, because I'll be honest with you, mate. I've got a fucking waiting list. I, I've, exactly. I need, yeah. I need you to fuck and, off. And you I've want got, to help as many I've people as you can. People <laughs> wanting it. You know what I mean? You had your bit go. You know. Yes. yes. Um, but you know, having said that, I, I, I still, I've worked with some of my clients for twenty years. It's not like they see me every month. It could be twice a year. They come for a warrant of fitness. Mm. You know what I mean? So, look, I, you know, I, I've been working. Michael Hendry is uh, one of our top professional golfers. Yeah. I've been working with Mike close to 20 years. Yeah. I see him maybe once a year, twice a year. Wow. You know, but he comes for a warrant of fitness. He just likes the idea of having a little bit of a brainstorm, a little refresher. Yeah. And off he goes again. Wow. Now, this is a guy that was struggling as a pro. <laughs> you know, he was on the verge of possibly having to throw it in. Now, He's a multi-millionaire. He's such an amazing story of a guy. Now, a lot of that credit goes to Mike and his wife. Because mm. Mike was such a tenacious little shit. That guy has, I, I think he's a, a brilliant man. Yeah. Because he had work ethic. He had belief. He was tenacious. Yeah. How's this? One of the goals that we had initially was that he wanted an Austin Martin. That was his dream. <laughs> Mate, he got sponsored by them. <laughs> oh, wow. What the hell? <laughs> he got so Aston Martin and more. Yeah, well, <laughs> think about this. you got to be careful what you think for, mm. mate, because yeah. it may come to you sooner than you think yeah. and better than you think. Yeah. Uh, that's the power of thought, man. Mm. And another amazing thing you touched on there, and I'd like to ask you this is, is that the power of that environment too? I mean, how influential yeah. that is. I mean, you could have this amazing athlete, and yeah. you know, we could talk about. I oh know, I guess Connor recently won. Like, yeah. we could talk about numerous athletes, John Jones yeah. to an extent. Yeah. Um, but he still achieved greatness. But you could talk about the importance of the environment. Have you ever had to tell an athlete or someone, anyone, a kid, a client that, mate, you've got all these jewels, but you, your environment is letting you down? Yep. Uh, in fact, I had that conversation with the client today. Wow. So one of the biggest impacts on person's behavior mm. is their environment. Yeah, 100%. Uh, and sometimes what can be caught up sometimes is uh, the conflict idea of values. And sometimes that can be loyalty. Mm. You can be loyal to the coach. But sometimes you've got to be firstly loyal to oneself. Yeah. And there are times when the best thing to do for you is to part ways, to continue to grow, to move on. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And that can be very challenging. Yeah. Because that's your support network. That's all you know. But in order to grow, sometimes you need to go into uh, a better environment. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's funny how, you know, athletes, they go on these camps, they go away and they think, you know, they, they, this is, it's always intriguing. They have these facets where, okay, camps for this is where I'll get better. Why can't you do that here 24-7 with your lifestyle? You yeah, know, like, <laughs> really what it is is that you need to remove all the peripheral, in order yeah. for you to focus. Yeah. They need to eliminate, or the simple principle here is A, B, C, D, and E. Right, yeah. you need to concentrate on A, B, C, D, delegate, E, eliminate. Yeah, I don't want distractions. We don't mm-hmm. want any emotional peripheral things that can affect the, the client's focus. Mm-hmm. And I can totally get that. Um, and that means, you know, what you've got to appreciate, especially with more of the elite athletes, to a certain point, which to a certain point, what determines that is the sport they're in and where they're exactly. at. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but um, you have to be selfish. Yeah, that's exactly right. You have to. And that's just a fact. You know, the best analogy is like being in a plane with, with, with your son. And if there's turbulence, the oxygen drops down, what's the first thing they tell you to do? Yeah. yeah. Is to put it on yourself oh, yeah. first. Yeah. 
because you can't help others when you're unconscious. You can't help yourself, man. Yeah, can't. correct. Yeah, you have to be able to help. And so, what you've got to appreciate is that at elite level, um, it is inevitable you are going to possibly have to hurt people. Mm. You know, some of your mate. I, I, I'm a prime example, mate. Where I still to this day remember, uh, I couldn't afford to go to the gym when I just left. And I was on an apprenticeship. I was on like a dollar twenty an hour, mate. You know what wow, I mean? As an apprentice, um, I had a piece of shit car. I couldn't afford a gym, but I had some old gym shit in the boot of my car. So I was out. I remember being out training, and my mates were going, "Fuck, mate, come and get on the piss." Mm-hmm. You know, come and have a beer. I'm going, "Nah, back off, mate. I'm I'm I'm, pre- I'm training." Wow. Well, what are you training for? And I said, "Man, burn it out." I said. One day I'm going to be the strongest man in the country. Well, they all thought it was a fucking joke. Mm. And I had cans flying over and all this bullshit. I packed up my shit and I never went back and saw those guys again. Now, what's ironic is eight years later, New Zealand's strongest man on TV. I'm leading the competition, mate. The first event was a truck pull. I, uh, I think it was a car transporter with eight cars on it. I set the fucking record. Now, ironically, later that night, I got a phone call from one of those guys going, mm. oh, Dave, we all thought it was a joke. Oh. You did it. I went, yeah, I did. Beep. I hung up on the phone. <laughs> I don't want pricks yeah. like, so you're either contributing or contaminating. Exactly, yeah. And if you're not fucking with me, fuck off. Mm. Oh, 100%. You got to cut that, that, that toxicity out. Anyone, oh, anyone that's not working. And yeah. it's profound when people do do that. When they, they now you talk about distraction, it's in essence yeah. what it is when you have that, yeah. you instill that focus. Oh, we got distraction though. Unfortunately, mm. it seeps into us with, with Twitter, with fucking mm. Facebook, with all this other shit. Yeah. You know, people say to me, you know, you work at night. Well, what else am I going to do? Watch the fucking Kardashians? Just <laughs> fuck about them. You know what I mean? I've got better things to do. Yeah. You know, and I think for a lot of people, um, they just lack the discipline. No, hundred percent. It's as simple as you know I mean? that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you know, people are so quickly easy to um, throw excuses too. That, that, oh, that victim mate, where they throw, no, we, I, can't, we are, I can't. We are very good at that. Oh. Ironically, I had a guy come and see me, and he says, um, "You know, I need to lose weight." And I said, "Yeah, cool." And I said, well, "I'll make something clear, mate. If you're here for hypnosis for weight loss, weight loss, you're the wrong person. I'm not fucking interested." Yeah. You know, it bores me. I'm not interested in that shit. But he said, well, I just think there's something deep down stopping me from doing it. And I said, well, I don't know. You're an intelligent bloke. If your nutritionist, and I'm sure you got a nutritionist, and he goes, yeah. If he gave you a diet and you had the discipline to stick to it, mm. isn't it inevitable you're going to lose weight? Don't fucking use some fucking shit bullshit in mm. your fucking history. To make yeah. a fucking excuse. Yeah, 100%. I mean, we're, on to. We're, we're, look, if you want fucking problems and you work hard enough, you'll find something. Mm. We've all got shit in our fucking history. Yes. For fuck's sake. Yeah. But I don't want you to be a fucking victim to it. No. You know, and so... Like all I said, that it define you. All that it define you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. your result. Well, mate, I'll tell you, like I said... Not everyone likes my style of coaching, mate. No, I love it. I don't don't give a fuck, you know, because like I said, you can can criticize me all you want, but Mm. what I've achieved with coaching, uh, honestly, mate, as a small independent, I've achieved things that no one else has. Exactly. You know, and that's something I'm bloody proud of. Is there anything you look back on, David? I mean, you seem to me almost like very much confident and very hard driven and you stick yep. to your guns. But is there ever ever been time or things that you look back on you think you could have done differently? Because uh, that's an issue now that where people that, that regret too. Like that's a part of that. Yeah. That's, fear, well, that's fear too. I'll put it to you this way. I, I think now's perfect. Yeah. Um, if I was to change anything, would it have an effect on me now? Quite. I'm pretty proud of who I am and where I'm going, mate. Yeah. If I was to change anything, I would say nothing. Yeah. I Every one of those negative experiences, every one of that pain, every one of those embarrassing moments, every single one of them, I, 
conditioned me in some way. It was a fucking gift. It didn't yeah. feel like it at the time. You know, that, that dorky guy who asked for the first chick out for a date going, oh, yeah. my God. And then the rejection and having to go back with your bed to your mate. What did she say? Oh, nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't like her anyway. You know, we all have those moments, yeah. mate. But that all fucking conditions us to being the best version of ourselves. Exactly, exactly. Any experience is, is an experience. Like you, you learn from it and then you take data yeah. from it and you go but on. Here's the thing, mate. The key thing is your ability to preserve the learnings and let go the negative emotions. Mm. Unfortunately, most of us will hold on to the negative emotions. Exactly. Yeah, they draw that. They draw far stronger emotions. Like negative. Like yes. we remember that that negative bias. And I've talked about Correct. it a few times. And then you become conditioned. Like, yes. Picks don't like me, so I'm not going to ask. Mm. Yeah, you know what, but, I mean? what does that do for your self-esteem? What yeah. the hell? Yeah, and you know those are, and those emotions on those scales, like. It's important for people to realize these negative and positive, they don't change no matter what. And I've had this, you know, you're still just as happy as you were when you got that new car as then when you were, when you woke up that day. Like, you know, yeah. like that, that, the simple as that. You're still just yeah. as happy as you, as you put deodorant on after a shower, brush your teeth yeah. at night as you were happy when you got that car. Like the, right. the happiness, it does not discriminate or negative. Yeah, mate. And, and, you know, you get to a point where you get beyond all the materialistic things, yeah. you know, I believe life is about this. Yeah. Life is about creating memorable moments. Yeah. We're creating a memorable moment, you and I, right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll never forget this, not. You know, and, and, and when you connect with people and you're going out doing things, it's memorable. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want to create. I want people to come and go, like, you know, I had a little juice call with one of my uh, girls who was getting ready for a, a bit of a race. Um, and you just, oh, thanks, boss. That's all I needed. You know what I mean? I fucking love that yeah. shit. Mate. You know, it, it's 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 been off service to people too, buddy. Yeah, yeah. And then that thing that you're talking about, um, about you know having those moments with people, it's like um, it draws me. It's another conversation. These meaningful conversations. I mean, like I put something up on my Instagram actually about that. You know, go to conversations that inspire you and that you remember and that you know draw that yeah. motivation out, but. You know, I always envision, okay, what are the type what are the type of stories that people I want in my life at my funeral? You know, what are the type of stories I want people talking about? And how cool you got and you started this podcast. And this <laughs> is what you yeah, exactly. You're having exactly. conversation yeah. with people that inspire you, that you're curious about. Mm. Yeah. And I know that there's gonna be someone out there and you'd be the same thing too when you have yeah. those conversations with there's someone out there that even if it's just one person who listened to this or listened to any, even just one person out of all the, what, whatever man episodes I do, I know I've done okay. Because that, that's I, all I, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you now, it is inevitable mm. that you are going to get feedback from today and people are going to take something from this and apply it and it's going to make a difference. Yeah. What would you say, 100%, that'd be so grateful, but... I hope, and I just even one, like I said, and I guarantee talking to you, it's been amazing that, that they will. But if there was something about someone at home, like you'd want to say, if they were listening and they were just in that sticking point with life where they, they're thinking about, you know, taking that risk, but there's something holding them back. What is the one thing you would tell them, David? Like from your, ex, like not giving away too much, but yeah, yeah, that yeah. you would tell them to, to, oh, well, look, to think mate, about. First and foremost, you know, go and, go and seek someone out to help. Yeah. yeah. So important, isn't it? Fuck, we have a multitude of exceptional coaches mm. around the world. Mm. Now, whether you, you seek out someone like me because I work online or you find someone else. Yeah. But, you know, the, the important thing, you know, there's, there's a couple of components. So our biggest source of confidence comes from our history. Mm. Now, generally, we can't change that. So the next most important thing is your own personal development. And having someone to help develop that is massive. I want you to take your own responsibility. Start educating yourself. Do you know what I mean? The next is support network. And that's where we kick in as coaches. The last is achievement. You think about this. So many people seem to think that life's about achieving something. 100%. And they fall over it in depression and yeah. problems. Look at people, rock stars, movie stars that have got fucking issues. The most important investment you'll ever make is in yourself. Mm-hmm. 
And I think here's the key thing. You cannot change anything you don't first recognize. Yeah. You've got to say, hey, listen, I need to make some changes here. Yes, 100%. Yeah. That is so powerful too, in a way, as well. Very yeah. much so powerful. Ad- yeah, ad- admitting that. Looking yeah. yourself in the mirror. That's vulnerability. Oh, mate. It, it, and and, and understanding it's okay not to be okay. But yeah. what's not okay is to stay there. Yes, exactly. Right? Mm. And like I said, people have got to appreciate this. In order to be wealthy, to have success in your life, you need one thing. And if you haven't got it, you're fucked. It's a hundred trillion sales, man. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> there is no excuse. We have all no got what it need, what yeah. we need to find and seek and be happy, wealthy, and enriched mm. in life. Mm. Yeah, we have everything at our, at our. We are the most um, advanced period of time that we ever will be. We've got into, We've yeah. got all these tools. You've got, you know, why, you know, why not? I asked. And yeah, exactly another right. thing that I think I think about talking about is that, you know, it's kind of like it's not airy fairy. This is life. This is what you want. It, no, it doesn't matter if you're, you know, if you're a, a plumber, it doesn't matter if you're a chef. You want to get the best out of that thing out of your life. It's, oh, like, it's all man, the one thing we need. You're right on the button, yeah. mate. You know, it's interesting here in New Zealand, I, I do a lot of talks with the kids. And one of the things that I say, listen, what I expect from you is if you're gonna be a plumber. I don't want you to be a plumber. I want mm. you to be the plumber. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. If right. you're, you're going to be a chef, I don't want you to be a chef. Mm. I want you to be the chef. Yeah. In New Zealand, if you're a butcher, I don't want you to be a butcher. I want you to be mad. Because <laughs> there's a guy over here called the Mad Butcher who has a very humble beginning. Mm. And this man has built a multi million dollar empire. Uh, he's retired now, but he's doing a lot of community work. Yeah. And what a beautiful guy he is. He's called yes. the Mad Butcher. Great. That's he, great. He's a real rugby league fan here in New Zealand. I, I love my rugby league. Yeah. I'm more of a state of origin fan, to be honest. Oh, with it's you. good. Yeah. Yeah. So you New South Wales, aren't you? No, I'm Mel- I live in Melbourne, mate, Victorian, but I keep it, I keep very much closely the rugby league. Yeah, I love sport. <laughs> okay. So you New South Wales fan or are you a Queenslander? Oh, Victorian. Can I sit on the fence, mate? <laughs> I'd go I'd go Queensland. Okay. Well mate, hey, lovely talking to you. We've got to go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, mate, I'm gonna show you something, mate. I wanna show you something for the see that there? Oh, there it is. That's you it. know who that's from? That's from a brilliant, brilliant coach and a brilliant player in his day was Matt King. Mm. Matt King came to one of my seminars about eight years ago uh, and with uh, Michael McGuire. And uh, he was so impressed with some of the shit I'm doing. We still work together today, eh? Matt wow. King and I. He's a brilliant man, mate. Yeah. I love, I love State of Origin. Yeah. I love, I'm in New South Wales and always have been. Um, but I think it's an, a, an incredible, incredible thing to witness. Exactly. Oh, I agree. Anything that like, to that that pinnacle, that size, where the, yeah. where it's that standard, where it's the absolute best of the best, the cream of the yeah. crop, and you, it's and then and then people that that grab those moments, and you know, like the athletes you work with, and take cherry table, visualize it numerous times, and again, this is transferable in life. People who's listening, it, it don't, yeah. doesn't matter if you're you know you're cooking in front of a Michelin star hat chef, or you're working yeah. for the best plumber in yeah. town, wanting to get a pay rise. Those matters, yeah. those moments matter, and that's where uh, it, it comes. really is quite powerful, mate. You know, I've had a couple of young lads that I've been working with that have gone on, you know, and they've gone through tough times from families that aren't particularly wealthy. You know, they yeah. you know they haven't had a lot, and here they are now, uh, very successful rugby league players with nice contracts and doing very very well. And I love being a part of that journey Beautiful. with them too, yeah. you know? Yeah. And just little choices, mate. And exactly. what's, what's so beautiful about these guys is that they're not all about them. They're, they're giving things back to the back. community. Yeah. And, that's and I love circle. that. Yeah. You know, I truly believe that each and every one of us has a certain responsibility to be of service. Mm-hmm. I tie I a lot of my time free of charge to raise money for different, uh, you know, my local 
um, athletics club. You know, if I can help buy shit for the kids, get them off the street and get them into sport, yeah, I want to do it. You know, I'm the same. And that's what I'm very much like you. I, I work in community human services. So oh, I, I like, it's the same thing. We all got, I believe, and it's instilled in me, people may or not, we, we, we have an obligation to give back yeah. to each other because it's love and care and we're not going to get, I want, you know, people should have feel entitled to leave the world better than what it was when like, we first came. Absolutely and, agree with you, yeah. mate. I love that philosophy, yeah. mate. I truly, like I said, the only true way to wealth is to help others mm. get what they want. Mm. Exactly. And right. we have to have, you know, and the other little things, mate, you know, I love I love little random acts of kindness. Mm. You know, I was at the petrol station the other day and there's some young lady there was getting frustrated because her car wouldn't go through. Yeah. You know, and I said, hey, look, I've got it. I've 50 bucks worth of petrol, mate. You know, come yeah. on. I paid a bill for her. And yeah, she's like bursting amazing. into tears, you know. I'm going, hey, it's all. And she goes, how can I repay? And I said, I don't. All I ask yeah. one day is you pay it forward, eh? Yeah. And I think that's fucking cool, man. Powerful, yeah. Yeah, it is. Mm. You know, I think we're, we're, we're so fucking afraid. We're so... You know, how hard is it just to smile, man? Oh, 100%. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's not hard to smile at someone. I mean, how's this, mate? So I'm driving to the gym. Now, I don't know, but I, I'm a little bit of an egotistical prick because I kind of <laughs> think that my singing's pretty good. Yeah. I'm the only audience that has ever agreed to that. <laughs> so I'm in there fucking singing along. And... The car next to me, I look down and there's a young girl looking at me going mm. with a little bit of smile on her face. And I'm just going, wave and kept on. And she just cracked up laughing. That's you know amazing. what I mean? The energy, bro. Mm, exactly right. And in, yeah, we, 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 we need that love. We need that energy. And it's yeah. what's going on because, you know, who wouldn't want to be a part of the solution? And if you don't want to be, then just fuck off. Like, no one's not going to want to. <laughs> Yeah, Pat, you know we what? see all these things going on in the world. Why wouldn't you want to be a part of the yeah. solution? Why would you want to, Why would you want to pour petrol on the fire? Correct. We have to be the change you want to see in this world. Yeah. Not wait for every other fucker to do it. Not the government. Not for exactly. Fucking, exactly. You know I mean? We, we as a community, as a people, wait. Yes. The control the controllables is a big one. Too. Yeah, mate. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. take much to yeah. do a, a fucking kind thing. No, not at all. Not at all. Just a compliment. No, exactly. You know, and. You know, it, I have these young kids at the gym and, you know, I'm going, I mean, I watch you train. That's impressive, buddy. Mm. You know, and that's how I started. Mm. You know, it, he may be a little brass. It's not particularly heavy. But, mm. mate, the fact is you're here, you're training. I'm yeah. telling you, son, in 10 years' time, you're going to look back and you're going to go yeah. far out what I'm doing. Exactly. Compared to that, mm. it's awesome. And those random acts of kindness that actually changes the structure of your brain. Like you become better. You become grateful. You, you, your neurological yeah. makeup, like it, yeah. it, it's proven. It's in working in our physiology. It's, you know, you can't Absolutely. deny it. Yeah. What, what it does is that, you know, you, you get to realize that every day, you know, like I said, um, you have a sense of bliss. Yes. You know, I remember I used to get anxious about going to my job. Mm. You know, it was a, it was depressing. Wow. Now, my my life, I start at 10 a.m. So I wake up early, I do some cardio. I'll go and sit down and I'll have breakfast with my wife every morning. Yeah. We talk about all sorts of shit. <laughs> then I'll, you know, do a little bit of work and then I start. <sighs> you know, it's... This is about life by design, not life by default. And exactly. most of us live by default, mate. Yeah. You wow. know, and look, you know, you think where this podcast could end up going for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because you're doing, uh, you're actually doing a community service thing, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I hope so. I definitely hope so. No, I, I I'll so. tell you now you are. Yeah. <laughs> Thank and you. I, you know, you, you can tell you're a young lad. You know, I'm fucking an old prick now, but you've got a young lad. Your heart's in the right place. I can You can already see that you've got your values in alignment, that you're going to do something of some significance. And that's something you'd be bloody proud of, mate. Thank you. I appreciate that greatly. I, 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 I really am impressed mm. with some of the things that have come out of your mouth 
with regards to the community, giving things back. And I need more people like that, mm. mate. Mm. I agree. I agree. I appreciate that. But and again, many people are definitely going to listen to this and, and feel that that motivation and get that mojo and agree and get a lot of drive from you, David. Yeah, yeah mate. Hey, well, listen. Thank you. <laughs> it's been a real pleasure, mate. And thank, thank you so you. much for having me on, mate. Eh? Yeah, I appreciate it, David. Maybe we could do this again sometime. We'll keep I, in touch. Keen ears, mate. <laughs> Just touch brace, buddy. Thank you, uh, guys. <laughs> thank you, David. After, after you get your ass kicked in the state of oak. <laughs> well yeah I'll, I'll go back I'll, I'll grab my New South Wales jersey then I'll say New South Wales oh, early, didn't I? Oh, <laughs> hey, hey, we'll make a promise we'll make a promise that we have to wear the jersey for the next one okay Deal. I've got mine mate I'll, I'll happily Deal. put mine on I'll tell Deal. you that now Deal. definitely All right? Everybody. And whoever loses has to get in head shape Oh, well, I'm, I'm there, aren't I? <laughs> <Not bad. laughs> Thank right, you, buddy. everybody. It's David Nee. Thank you, mate. I really appreciate it's it. It's a pleasure, mate. mate. Thanks, mate. Thank you. Have a great one. See you, Bye. buddy. Bye. How about that for an episode, guys? I hope you all really enjoyed that one. Quick shout out to my man, Michael Peters, the man behind the camera, and also big, big love to 3RPC for allowing us to utilize the studio space. Without you guys, none of this would be possible. So big thank you. Please make sure you all follow at a chat with Pat on Instagram. Subscribe to the podcast via Spotify and iTunes and please don't be afraid to leave a review. We are open to all feedback to make this as good as possible for all our listeners. Stay safe and all my love, guys. You.